gotta turn off my heater. Shit. I just realized that I left that on. Unbelievable. Like... We're coming in hot to 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Tote Bag, where my name is Audrey. And my name is Donovan. Yeah. I, I kissed a squirrel and I liked it. I don't think I would like kissing a squirrel, actually. They have little incisors, and I think he would bite my lip. Yeah, can you imagine they'd bite you with their powerful incisors? <laughs> the squirrel seemed to say. Unless you're into that kind of thing. It's going to be an episode kind of on uh, rodentia. That's going to be the, the topic this week. You're and my brown-eyed squirrel. Oh, brown-eyed squirrel. Really that's pretty good, too. You're my brown-eyed squirrel. And yeah. joining us, Los Angeles' own brown-eyed squirrel, we have voice actor, <laughs> actor, Craig Lee Thomas joining us. Welcome. That's me. Voice acting zone, Los Angeles, Lee Thomas. That's me. Wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? Did you know that rats have to chew? If they don't chew, their front teeth will just grow and grow and grow and pierce their own body and they will die. That's wow. a nightmare. So there's your rodentia fact for the day. Damn. We're coming and scurrying to 2024. <laughs> skittering. Just. <laughs> my rat sound. Now you know why I don't do creature or animal voices, because that was terrible. <laughs> that was a freebie for everybody. We got a, no. we got a rodent. It's, yep. it's as if there's one in the very room with us. Put that on your that. soundboard, guys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are Hi, we guys. doing? How's the, how's the new year treating everybody? New Year's good. It's it was it's very nice out in LA. We had a little bit of our December rain, which I always like, because then we have nice sunsets and the air is clear. I was just walking my dog, so twenty twenty four is off to a good start. That is idyllic. It. It's good. Start. Shouts out. What is your dog's name? Uh, I have two. Uh, one is Luna, and one is Jet, and they are Luna both little little gremlin monsters, and I love them. Mm. Tell just them we little... love them. Also, we yeah, love to hear this. Absolutely will. That'll be the first thing I say when I get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for my part uh, on January 1st I woke up and my knee was bothering me and I was like hey I don't fuck going to work so because uh, PTO had just reset I just I called into work for the day sat on my ass all damn day and then today yeah. I went and got my nails and my eyebrows done and I look flossy That's you're having a look good, hell look of a 2024 matte, look at that matte pink it's good. that is very nice I like that we're hobbling into 2024, but yes. we're looking great while we're doing We look that. amazing. We're moving slowly and hitching to the left, but we look great. <laughs> and that's all that matters. I lifted weights for the first time this year. My classic blunder lifting before recording, but I was like, I'm going to do half my set so that I'm not all uh when we record. And so I'm at only like half a uh. I ate some pasta before this. We're feeling well energized. Amazing. So we're squatting in to 2024 we're we're, we're squatting doing. we're deadlifting we're hobbling we're hopping <laughs> it's a it's a verb heavy first episode and we're we're glad to have all of you with us and i was going to try to think of another verb to tack in there but i but i can't craig i i briefly introduced you but for folks who don't know you but maybe know your work if you play well, video games if you if play video some games animation. it's very possible yes uh what's up guys uh my name is craig lee thomas as stated i am los angeles's own by blood contract that you sign as soon as you cross the 10 um <laughs> and, and get into the valley they make you they make you just open a vein and go you live here now um but yeah i'm a, i'm a voice actor as stated primarily in the world of video games so if you play games you may have killed or been killed by me 
Yeah. I saw mm-hmm. uh, one of your credits was Battlefield 2042. Indeed. That was an interesting one because I didn't get to do any of the fun Battlefield stuff there. My entire job was playing a guy on a podcast, ironically enough. What? <laughs> on, in that game. Yeah. The, the in-game radio that you could listen to on the, on, in the vehicles, you could change the station for like wow. more in-world immersion. So there were a bunch of us that were just different podcast hosts or guests to give more like lore about the world. So <laughs> I played crazy. this guy, I think his name was John Stevens. And he was kind of like a hard right Midwestern, like kind of right wing real military hawk kind of guy. That's fun. And Sounds I like basically us. just like, yeah, exactly. It was, it was, it was real Donovan type. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so no no fighting, no shouting. I just, if you got into a Humvee and changed the radio, you might hear me being like, oh, the Slavotnik Brigade is coming in over Alaska and we got to get these oil rights back. And somebody would go, uh, thanks so much, John. Back to you <laughs> in the middle of <laughs> killing people online. It's very weird, but it's fun. It's a fun gig. I never lasted long enough in a vehicle to hear that online. I would hop in. Yep. And I would turn the radio on and then I would get hit by a tow missile and explode. Yep. An 11 year old would call you a racial epithet and then you'd explode. <laughs> yes. That's that's the online multiplayer experience as yeah, promised. We love FPSs. Yeah. You love it. <laughs> I absolutely got killed by you in Advance Wars, which I didn't indeed. realize was you as Sturm until after yes, I indeed. played that game. Uh, uh, first off, they did a great job with the remaster. It was yeah. so fun. Uh, that was a blast. That was a very, very, very fun gig. Um, so I'm sorry about all of my regenerating units and all those airstrikes. It's awful. Meteor strike. <laughs> Fuck. All my guys are dead. That. Yeah. It's fun when you're playing yourself because you get just as frustrated at the enemy, but it's you. So it's like you have even more self-loathing than normally when you're playing a video game. So yeah. it's a real, it's a real cycle. Let me tell you, it's it, the struggle is real. No, but no is... Advance Wars was fun. That was a really good time. It's extremely cool. Again, like I had, uh, I'd done coaching in some classes with you, like before playing that. I didn't find out until until afterwards. That really, it really got yeah. me. I was pretty heavily, you know, pretty heavily modulated, you know, kind of really masked up yeah. and sort of Darth Vadered out, which was very fun. <laughs> um, I always use that as, as an example when I talk to people about cheating in an audition, because mm. you know, a lot of the times you don't get any information, but sometimes they'll give you character art. And with yeah. that, they sent character art, and this character, Sturm, is a big sort of Darth Vader-y, android-looking guy, and he's got the big fucking steampunky mask on. And I was recording my audition. I was like, I don't, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. Take. I don't know about that. And literally, just to be an idiot, I literally just put my hands around my mouth. I was like, oh, well, this sounds a million times better. <laughs> but in oh, my head, I, I was like... It. I shouldn't do this. This is a terrible fucking idea. Like, you're not supposed to do this. And I went, eh, fuck it. I don't care. And of course, that's the one that you book. And they're like, did you put your hands around your mouth for the audition? I was like, yeah, sorry. No, that was so cool. You don't need to do that. We'll do that for you. But it was neat. I was like, oh, we'll cheat. do it in post. Exactly. But I was like, oh, the answer is cheat. The answer is just be an idiot just as much as possible. So cheat, kids. That's my lesson. Got to. How is supposed to Maybe not at the back half of this podcast. That's not what I'm saying later when we're answering. I was going to use this as a segue into our next question for you. I stepped stepped on that one. I'm sorry. (laughs) So on the topic of uh, – it's a show about relationships where that advice definitely holds true. And we'll be giving that advice out to everybody who writes in this week. 
Just, just cheat. what Cheating it's our about. way into 2024. There's, there's another verb. That's our ninth verb of the show, for those of you keeping score at home. There is a big uh, neon counter on my wall that's that's going up every time. Listener, you can't see it, but just in the theater of the mind. And yes. It's real big, and it makes a buzzing sound every time. It, and, it, and it goes up a digit. Exactly. Now, Craig, we got to hit you with our traditional one-two interview punch for oh, guests. Oh, man. One-two interview. Okay. Here it comes. You're Get ready? your hands up. Here comes the, the jab. Sometimes I remember the terms right because I boxed for a little bit, and sometimes I don't. But this time, it is it is a jab when it's mm-hmm. the, when it's the left one. Well, what's your what's your relationship status? What's your relationship to relationships? Uh, I I am I am extremely happily married and feel very lucky to be so. Aww. That is my relationship status. Yeah. yeah. Play that drop. <laughs> we gotta have a drop when people are married. <laughs> oh, you must believe. <laughs> there, there it is. I, marriage <laughs> nuptials that sound is never far away from any podcaster i find they're Truly, always yeah, within we, arm's reach <laughs> we always covet like and the like there's blat. there's different air horns like and we all have our own that we use this is one that i i just grabbed a classic air horn sample put it into a sampler and then played the rhythm oh in nice a sampler, and then so took you that. created my, the, it's me duh, playing duh, this duh, air duh, horn duh. the yeah. sort of quarter triple at quarter excellent yeah. good job well done thank you so much this had a nice swing on horn. it we've got uh vic Berger gave us uh his audio file uh for the like edits he does of like trump and all the right-wing politicians and stuff <laughs> with like the horrifying like washed out air horn that blasts in that's incredible yeah. oh my god if you give me a Just second a collection I can find of air horns vamp for me we can vamp. uh Oh, yeah, yes. it's not equipped. We've got like a limited set of uh, drop slots. So just, that's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one that we have. Audrey's reloading it. Air so horns, can... <laughs> toilet flush. Um, maybe the uh, dun 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 dun. Is that that's not that's price That's a good right. one. What is that? That's, absolutely let's make sure. a deal. Price is right. The price is right. Yeah. We do have a bunch of Steve Harvey saying. Uh, Audrey, what does he say? Uh, Show me barbecue. <laughs> I like monkeys. There's like one, like we got them. We got found a uh, soundboard that was like an AI soundboard where you could have different, like people had loaded different things for the AI Steve Harvey to say, and one of them was "I like monkeys." Then there's a real one, and he it was there wasn't the one where he says uh, something about cracked, something about oh god. What was, I wish what I was had the last thing that still. you cracked? Name the last thing that you crack. Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen the Jackass episode of Family Feud? No, I didn't know there was a thing. Wait, it's the Jackass? The Jackass people? Holy moly, guys. Let me tell you, it is a special thing. Knoxville has a taser that I'm sure production was like, you're not, just make sure you don't know. He's like, no, 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 I totally don't. And he has at least two on his person. And it's the jackass guys against each other in Family Feud, except every once in a while, he just tases somebody. Yes! It's worth it. That's YouTube. good. Te- now For, that's good fucking television. That's good television right there. You're exactly right. It's good stuff. That is going on, that is going on my watch list. That is beautiful. All right, um... Okay, you're you're married, and sometimes Indeed. people come on and they're like, "Oh, I'm married. I don't know how good the advice is, but we always say if you're in a successful relationship, you've got an angle that we don't have, or at least me. I'm not in a, I'm not in a relationship currently. 
Well, exactly. I think it's it's good to have it's good to have advice from all sorts of angles, right? Yeah. Long distance polyamorous relationship, committed monogamous marriage. Incredible. I'm assuming. And I'm just some guy. You know. And and then there's you. Just another Midwestern right wing warhawk on the podcast. Fair and balanced is kind of the tagline that's on our podcast art. Yeah. And that's your relationship style as well, I've heard. Just fair and balanced. Mm -hmm. You know, just fair and balanced. How uh, how long have you how long you been married? Uh we've been married for uh now nearly twelve and a half years, actually. Hmm. What a while. Yeah. Let's go. Do you have do you have any kind of like meet cute story? Uh we have a pretty great um meet cute actually. We met in a stage combat class. I was yeah. the Oh hell yeah. And she was taking it and I thought she was incredibly amazing and gorgeous and I liked the way she handled a sword. So The passion I, of the blade. Exactly. <laughs> the passion of the blade was very present. And um yeah, I uh I waffled around for most of the semester being too scared to ask her out and then finally stumblingly did. And she was like, Yeah, sure, why don't you why don't we do something tonight? Because she's that's just her. She's very yeah. confident and amazing, and I'm a big golden retriever. Um and that was that. Yeah. <laughs> First date was start of relationship. I was awesome. Yeah. I love when there's ones like that where you're like getting the nerves all up to ask somebody out and you finally do. And it's just, it's as good as it possibly could. It's not even a thing. It's just immediately like, oh, terrific idea. Incredible. (laughs) I'm so glad I did this. (laughs) We love that. So yeah, not a lot of Sturm and Drang there, but it was definitely... My one of my better, if not best, decisions. Finally, being like, hey, you think maybe sometime not in class, you know, after I put all the swords away and lock up the mat cabinet, maybe we could do something. <laughs> well, on the opposite that. end of that, here comes the right hook of the interview oh. cop. Fuck, it's not a right hook; it's a cross. I had it right at the beginning. I always here make comes this the yeah, you hook with your lead. I guess you we, could, but the one two is that is part the, of the relationship advice? You hook with your lead. Hook and then with what your else? lead. Yeah, you amazing, great. <laughs> yeah, if you have to, listen, hook with your listen, lead, guys. Come no, on. No other way to do it, really. You yeah. gotta save the upper. I know. I really don't know a lot about boxing. I know two is it's a cross. Yeah, here cross, comes the cross. A jab, a hook, a haymaker, yeah. and a hadouken. And a hadouken, uh, <laughs> exactly. Shuriken. What is psycho buster? Uh, you so no no flubs on the marriage date no embarrassment there our other question though for guests is tell us an embarrassing dating or relationship story do you have any oh christ failures in the lead up yeah have any yeah everything up until (laughs) was some form of just massive l on my part um i think the, the one that comes to mind i would say um the person i was seeing before i met my wife um I was living in New York City and I met her at a yoga studio and she was teaching. So I just took every single yoga class possible. So good health benefit there. I was just yeah. like trying to be around her as much as possible. We started seeing each other. I thought it was going great. Um, she was a bartender at this place called The Patriot in New York City, which I pray to God is closed now because this place was <laughs> like, imagine like a libertarian Coyote Ugly. Like if Coyote Jeez. Ugly was even less feminist, it was downtown in the financial district. And I shit you not, one of the prerequisites for employment, in addition to being a attractive young woman, was you had to own at least one slutty Halloween costume. 
Awesome. Like from, do you know what, do you know what Ricky's is? Did they have Ricky's? Ricky's was a sounds familiar. sort of hair care, Spencer gifts, sex shop amalgam yeah. that was very popular in New York in the late nineties and early two thousands when I lived there. Um, yeah. So you had to own like a slutty Ricky's costume and that was your uniform at work. And you also had to have a bar trick. Um, so this girl's bar trick was splitting a paper match in half licking it and sticking it to a patron's nipple and then lighting it on fire. God that damn. Was, that was her bar <laughs> trick. But anyway, she worked New Year's Eve. So I, I was like, that's this. like assault. That's yes, <laughs> basically. I was besotted with this person, went in that New Year's Eve and sat at her bar for eight hours, just watching her mm. like dance and do shots off of, you know, have guys do shots off of her and whatnot. It was just yeah. like, oh, this, oh, this is really going to work out. And we kept seeing each other for a while. I helped her move out of her, but she was about, I'm 6'3". She was about 5'11". She lived in a illegal lofted space in a studio oh, yeah. downtown yeah. that you had to go up steps to get to her room. And the ceiling of her room was about 5'9". <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> neither of us could stand all the way up in her room. Kicks ass. Little just hobbit Harry Potter people. <laughs> I helped her move out of that place. All day. I drove oh the truck. My God. I loaded all of the furniture. Her dad was coming in later from New Jersey to help her like settle into the apartment. I was like, oh, I'm made in the shade. I'm helping you move all day. I'm going to yeah. get to meet your dad. This is incredible. This is everything I ever wanted here. And I shit you not, end of a 12-hour moving day, I returned the truck and came back and helped her carry the rest of the stuff up the stairs in her like third floor walk up. And at the door she went i know we were gonna have dinner but like my dad's here and like you know i just i really appreciate but like you know i feel like i just need to i need to like settle in here i was like oh yeah of course that's yeah. totally fine like maybe we can hang tomorrow maybe i can come on and help you unpack She's like i think that's i think i'm probably okay fuck yeah oh, thank no. you so much for helping slam oh no literally just like sore back uptown get on the train go well i guess that's the end of that God. <laughs> perfect <deployment>. incredible <laughs> incredible so yeah long history of l's that blows that's brutal dub. that's it's, such yeah, a dick that's tough move. that's tough huh god damn also, this uh, bar with a honky-tonk feel, country tunes on the jukebox and female bartenders called the Patriot Saloon in Tribeca, gone, permanently closed, done. There's a dub, Th let's go. Thank God. <laughs> thank God, let me tell you. That place, the dude who owned it, um, this is in like 2007. Peter Thiel. <laughs> <laughs> he had like 35 cameras at the place and he never yep. came in. But he was watching oh, all God. day wherever he lived. This girl that I was seeing, she, oh my God, the guy, he's, he just sits in his house and watches the cameras. Cause like you'll drop a glass and the phone will ring and he'll go, that's out of your paycheck. That's like, a nightmare. You're just sitting there watching, just literally just like a super villain, just switching on the closed circuit feed. Evil. Yeah. I, for one, am shocked that a psychopath is the owner-operator of the Patriots. Exactly. <laughs> the libertarian bar in New York City. It seems like such a good idea at the time. <laughs> well, I was living on the same block as Coyote Ugly at the time as well, which is much less exciting than the movie makes it make out. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could try to resist or to hide from my kiss, but you know. You know you can't fight the moonlight. <laughs> 
I think there's one of those here too. I think there's one in Nash. No, there's like Howl at the Moon. Howl at the or Moon. Something like that. Yeah. That has to be just like a spinoff or something, right? I, I think that's a, actually... that's like a, that's one of those like blues bars, isn't it? You go there to see like a guy, somebody's playing the piano and you give him oh. $5 and he, you know, like a, isn't that what Howl at the Moon is? I don't know. I, I think possibly so. In my head, I've definitely had it confused with Coyote Ugly because it's near like where I, where I do classes it's, here. It's like Anthropic a little bit, a little bit wolf. <laughs> Wolfie, you know. it's, a, it's adjacent it's like squirrels and rats it's in the exactly. same family absolutely yeah. it yeah. is a All popular bar chain featuring novelty bucket drinks Hell, Hell yeah. oh my and, god the novelty <laughs> bucket drink place in new york i went to college in new york so i spent a lot of time underage drinking irresponsibly there hmm. um was dallas bbq that was on campus of my college there was a, it was a chain and they had like the fishbowl fluorescent Oh, just yeah. 975 grams of sugar. Yeah, just the <laughs> Ten blue shots Curacao mistake. The, exactly. The Curacao mistake is a good way to put it. You got a Geiger counter going off as, yeah. you're, as you're drinking. <laughs> yeah, for serious. So many mistakes. Well, genuinely, uh, that's, that's one of the most shitty dickhead breakup stories we've yeah, had that's on awful. this show. That oh, sucks just so fucking bad. Dropped like a hot rock right down those stairs, man. Let me tell you. Cause you you can like you, you can break you can end a relationship whenever you want to mm-hmm. and like you've got the the right to do that and yeah. I don't know but and I hey. I refuse to believe that that decision and the clarity hit you just as the final yeah. box was she unloaded. really That's didn't like the way shit. I navigated that that couch up those corners you know <laughs> it's the premeditated nature of it yeah. like you know for yeah. a fact that she's like Christ. this was coming. But oh, he is dry. He is getting the U-Haul for me on Thursday. So. Oh, God damn it! Help, actually, yeah. and I was a I was a I had I had professional truck driving experience. That was my job in New York City. Was I drove a food truck in? Oh, do you have your little CD? Do you have your little CDL in the state uh, of New York? The guys I the guys I worked with did. They had to buy it for two hundred thousand dollars illegally yep. from somebody else, which is the only way you vend in New York. Um, and yeah, I drove a. Uh, it was called the dessert truck. I, I vended and sold like gourmet patisserie out mm. of a converted mail truck at St. Mark's Place. That's sick. Um, it was fun. Yeah, it was it was a fun job. Parallel parking on <laughs> parallel parking on Broadway in a twenty foot mail truck. Not the <laughs> most fun thing in the world. <laughs> but I moved out here and I was like, oh my god, driving so crazy, parking so nuts, and you know, it, it was like it was like no running idea. with a weight vest for your whole life, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh my god, a sedan? This is so easy. What are you talking about? It's never been this is a backup camera. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Oh, when that came onto the scene, I was like, if I'd had the fucking backup camera in the dessert truck, I would have gotten into so many less accidents. (laughs) (laughs) I would have hit so many less people and driven away. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, sorry. It's called a bumper for a reason. Sorry about your leg. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, oh Craig, th- thank you very much for sharing that tale, and uh, even though it's in the past, condolences because that fucking sucks. You know what? Regardless. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's, I appreciate we, it. We give advice and we give condolences, and I'm all out of condolence, and I'm all out of condolences. What do you, what do you say? We give some advice. There's nothing to else some to do. of the listeners who write into the program. Into it. Hi, I'm moving out of a three or third floor walk up on Friday. <laughs> and I'm feeling lukewarm about this guy. <laughs> it's her again. <laughs> she can't keep getting away with it. 
We don't usually give the guest access to the question box document. How, how did you see Sorry, that? Sorry, it was That's... in the email. I just clicked on it reflexively. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do, let's, let's answer some of these heartbroken folks. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's me, Squirrel Donovan. Hey, you kissed me and you won't like it on account of my sharp incisors. Hey, get this. When I'm not squirreling away acorns to make it through the cold season, you know what I like to do? What's that? I like to listen to the Radio Free Tote Bag podcast. I put tiny earphones in my little squirrel ears. But let me tell you, there's a lot of acorns to gather in a lot of time in a main episode each week it's just not enough for this squirrel to get there not uh i don't know if that was the right term for it it's not it's not enough for this squirrel let me tell you something though there is a hidden acorn drove on the internet where you can get a bonus episode each week and stashed away over 150 bonus episodes in the backlog that's better than finding another squirrel's stash and eating all their nuts or something like that. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about squirrels. Thief man. I'm squirrel. kind of a loner. Yeah, I'm a thief squirrel, I guess. You can you can get that uh, hoard, that treasure trove over at patreon.com slash RFTB. Five squirrel buckaroos a month, and you're going to be... US legal tender, please. No squirrel bucks. Five, if you insist, five United States of America dollars gets you access. A bonus episode each month, Discord access. They'll even mail you a sticker that you can slap on the side of your furry little hide. Patreon.com slash RFTB. And then I skitter away. My squirrel sound effects are a little lacking, but that's okay. Question box. Asking all in quest. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all what else do squirrels do? I could have been like riding on like a power line. Could have been riding on a power line. Could have had nuts in your cheeks. Oh, fuck. It could have been filled with episodes. Whoa! Oh, it's the question box. It's the segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions in to us and we do our best to answer them. How do you do that? It's so simple. A squirrel could do it. Head on over to our social media at RFTB pod on Instagram and Twitter or at RFTB and the other stuff on blue sky or our website, RFTB.me. You don't have to make an account. You click on that question box link. The box comes up. You put your feelings in the box. You put a question mark at the end. You send it to us and we try to give you some advice. Audrey, what do we got first this week? Happy 2024. That's right. Yeah. Yay. Happy Woo! 2024. We're reading I, our way into 2024. Go ahead. Ah, uh, reading, scurrying, I, lifting, cheating. <laughs> I currently live with my partner, but I'd really like to live on my own. I don't want to break up with them, though. They are financially stable and don't need me to help with bills, so I wouldn't be leaving them in a bad money situation. Do you think a relationship can continue after moving out, or will moving out end up ruining our relationship? Oh, that's a sticky so that's, wicket. Yeah. Your relationship, like I imagine, has, you know, it's it's serious enough. You've moved in together. I would imagine you've been dating for some time, although that's not always the case. Ask me how I know. Uh, <laughs> but something we've talked about this. It's it's a different dynamic, like living together. Your relationship can be great, and then your roommate relationship can be not great. 
or even besides that, like maybe you just realize you like having your own space or whatever. And that's, mm. that's perfectly normal, perfectly, perfectly fine. But there is definitely a weight to like, well, we live together and now we don't. Does that yeah. mean we're never going to live together? Does that mean we're not compatible? Like this is definitely something you, this isn't an out of the question thing to want, but it is definitely something to be like, to tread lightly around. How do we, how do you think you, you like, I don't know. How would y'all structure the, the conversation here? How do you approach your partner? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think obviously knowing that this is not a, not a breezy conversation. I think setting yourself up to have a time where you can really come at it from a place of neutrality and not starting upset, not starting too charged. Yeah. However you however you do that. And then just knowing that it's going to be a conversation, I think that's going to be a talk for sure. Yeah. And like, I wonder if you should be prepared to present this to say, I would like to move out, not in a breaking up way, not in a rejection of you, but in an embracing of like having my own space. It's I'm not I'm not leaving what we this. have. I'm gaining like I'm trying to get something else. I love like, that. I'm not framing. running away from something. I'm coming to something else. I think that framing um, is really smart. Yeah, I think that that could help a lot. Um, I think you should also be prepared for this to be something of a red line for your partner. Yeah, but like if you say, don't be surprised, don't be surprised if they say, well, what does this mean for us? Like if 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 this happens, I'm I want to be done. Yeah, there's a possibility where they come at you like that. And um, so and I don't want to I don't want to yeah. negate the listeners need to have their own space. Yes. But because I think Audrey is right that it might be a red line, you know, maybe it's worth thinking about are there other ways that you can get this independence, this autonomy without going all the way towards moving yeah. out? Is there, can we move into a place that, ha I don't know. And obviously this is a big financial question and I don't know where you live, but For sure. can we move into a place with a spare room? Can we move into a place with an ADU? Can we cohabitate, but I can still have my space if it's a red line from the partner? Yeah. I, I think that's a good thing to have in your pocket or to consider beforehand how mm -hmm. much of a hard line is this for you? Because I I understand this. Like I I gotta have my own space for doing recording stuff and music and stuff. And I'm also somebody who just needs like alone time. Yeah. And if you're in like a studio or something right now, I I could see that being stressful. But I think that <clears throat> what we're getting at is like the question you're gonna get is like, so what happens in the future? Because like. You know, the the relationship escalator thing, everything doesn't have to work like that. It doesn't have right. to be you live together and now you get married and all of this stuff. But that is the expectation that a lot of people have. And there is a sense of like living together is a step above dating Not, and living separately. Yeah. And, it, you know, there, I, I think there's a good chance they're going to perceive it like that. The optics so I, are going to be that it's a downgrade. The optics right. are going to be negative. Right. Yeah. So I would Functionally, it is not necessarily true. Do you no, know what I mean? Sure. Like, like for what the relationship means to you, it could, the living together could have nothing to do with how much it means to you. Like there's plenty of people who are completely checked out of a relationship who live together and plenty of people who live 2,400 miles away who are very invested in one another. So yeah. it doesn't. A hundred percent. I, so I think some, come into it. it oh, go ahead. No, there, I, I know of some family friends who were happily married later on in life, each had their own houses. 
and they did not move in together. Yeah. Happily married, but they're eh, they didn't want to figure out the paperwork. They liked their own space. They had their own thing. But that, of course, I know, I know, asker, caller, listener is a different thing because the the tough spot that you're in is that you are currently cohabitating. So that's right. the hard thing. Um, so I think just having your pocket, you you're gonna need to really make it clear. I want to stay in this relationship. It's not about you. These are the things that it's about. I'd mm-hmm. want you to go into the conversation ready to be like. I, I need space and quiet or I need this like point specifically to like the functional needs that you have mm-hmm. here so that you can explain yourself and they're not thinking like, oh, they're just trying to cover because they're going to break up. Or and whatever. the things that you need yeah. that maybe don't have anything to do with them, too, because that's maybe a way exactly. that it's going to feel less personal. Like yeah. Audrey said, I need to go get these things, not I need to get away from these things. Right. So I think that. If you absolutely can't think of a situation currently or like a bigger place or something would help, do you have a sense that in the future you could find that thing? Like if financially you can't do that right now, because I think the other thing is come to them with a plan of like, look, I could see I would like to live together at some point. This arrangement doesn't work when we get to a place where we can afford a three bedroom or something. Uh, or if this is something that you fundamentally need to have live alone, I mean, this is almost like a having kids situation where you have right. to put the cards on the table and be yeah. like, I have to have my own space. I don't want to lose you, but this is a need that I have. Mm-hmm. Can can you keep it going if we were if it was going to be like this, you know, forever potentially? And no, the answer they might not. Might be unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, yeah, they, yep. they might yeah. not be able to. So. Damn. Jug like it gnaw on all of this to so go back to the, it wasn't even a squirrel analogy i was just talking about squirrels but gnaw on this thing a little bit and find if there is somewhere that you can compromise and if not like really have it concretely in your mind what are your hard lines and what are the workarounds you can offer your partner to at least a- attempt to make this work but you definitely gotta there is a potential this will end the relationship and you kind of got to be ready for that too mm-hmm. For it's sure. just, it's a tough situation. That fucking sucks. Yeah. That'll be one of those real hard breakups if it does happen. That's going to hurt pretty yeah. good. But uh, another thing to remember is that uh, your relationship does not define you. And that uh, if it does so happen that this is an incompatibility, then you will eventually be okay and everything's going to come out in the yes. wash. And maybe you'll know that this is something that you need going forward. And then yeah. that's something that you can bring up early and then subvert this in the future because, you know, maybe early in a relationship, this conversation goes differently. Hopefully this works out for this person. I, yeah. I, I want, I want them so. to figure it out. Yeah, we, we do send you good energy and thank you for writing in on this because it's a, it's a tough situation. So we, we empathize with you for sure. We wish you the best of luck with handling this. As always... Write in a follow-up if you want to. I don't think we've never had like this particular question. We've had like cohabitation questions, but not this specifically. So I'm I'm interested in, in how it goes and how you handle it, but we, we wish you the best. It, yeah. That sucks. It fucking, it fucking sucks. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's get another one of these going. Hey, this is uh, this is seasonal and something I did earlier today and felt terrible about. Hey, <laughs> Radio Free Tugboats. Nice. Toot toot. I think they make that noise. What are the best techniques for petting cats without accidentally shocking them with static electricity? I feel like it's a rude thing to do and maybe a betrayal of their trust? Question mark, question mark, question mark. 
Thanks to exclamation points and a bunch of question marks. It's hmm. a show about relationship with your cat. Hey, listen. It's a good question. I think uh, yeah. avoiding wool socks or natural yes. fibers. There you go. I think find, find something to ground yourself, you know, touch metal before you yeah. touch the cat. The, Genuinely, the... That, that has been my move because I my old place or two places ago would get so dry in the winter. And this you do though, you hold the finger out and your cat like gives you a little nose bump. And I was like, I'm conditioning her to not do that. That's the right. worst thing in the world. I was yeah. terrified. You got to touch some metal. Yep. Uh, I found not wearing Crocs around the house at all times. I think that was like insulating me from the ground and building up a charge. So don't do that. Humidifier. That's <laughs> Humidifier the, that's the is the move. move. Yeah, huge. Also, I will say for you. that the, the nose bump is the big danger point. That's where you're going to get the most danger of like actually like a somewhat painful static shock. Yeah. Um, and that can actually build up. You know who's covered in natural fibers? Cats. The cat. So like you're, you're giving them the pets, and you're building the charge along your hand, and then they you they touch your finger with their nose. Look, maybe right. One of nature's cruelest tricks. Yeah. Oh. So you gotta you gotta be careful with that. Um, yeah. I wonder how much of that they understand because they live in the same <laughs> world that we live in, yeah, right? True. Like they they you know they experience static electricity on their own. Right. Yeah. I wonder that is if a good they question. start to get it at a certain point or if it's a completely foreign concept to them and they just don't understand at all how that works. Well, or is it that because we are the ones who build the houses and insulate ourselves from the natural world, is there mm -hmm. more static electricity experienced in a domicile? And I, I don't know the answer to this question, but, you know, because oh, we shut yeah. ourselves off from the elements, does that create an area with more static electricity or no, I have no idea. I'm just asking a thing that I don't know anything about. This is great. That feels like it. <laughs> Doesn't that feel good? We do that on the show all the fucking yeah, time. It's great. Now I'm, I'm a podcaster now. <laughs> it's just saying show. something with no hope of an answer. Great. Talk about shit you don't know about and fucking yep. answer, asking questions about shit with no answers. Yeah. It's, it's a show about physical quandaries. <laughs> that sounds yeah. right to me. I don't think it's I'm a show about what cats outside. understand. Yeah. yeah. I think the other answer is get a dog. Does this dog not happen care. to a dog? Do, do you not I, like shock your dog by accident? I, I guess I, you're in I LA. I cannot say that I have any memory of zapping my dog. And I don't yeah. think a dog would care as much. A cat would be more offended. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the I average dog like, is not going to make the connection. They're too stupid. I feel, <laughs> I feel like my cat... My nose hurt. My nose <laughs> hurt for a second. Ow. I don't know. I made a noise. Why is the dog like... home style? <laughs> 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 my blood hurts. <laughs> I feel like if my cat understood this, she would be doing this to me intentionally. That, if, <laughs> to wake that's you up. the surest yeah. sign that a cat doesn't know about it because you're right, yeah. Donovan. They would, would be, be doing it to us. Directly in the face in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for you, the Food. listener. I, <laughs> now I'm getting shock conditioned. Yeah. I, I genuinely, I had like a, I'm not going to say like a full on crisis, but this kept happening. And I had like a, a sadness wash over me. I'm like, I hate that this keeps happening. I don't want to fuck. I don't want to shock my cat on her little snout. It mm -hmm. made me very sad. The humidifier helps a ton though. Like that mm -hmm. fixed it for me. Yeah. So humidifier and don't humidifier. wear cracks inside. Yeah. Okay. Even though they're great house shoes and they're marbled and they look so, I'm wearing them right now. They look so fucking cool. Hell yeah. 
It's we're crocking into the new year. Let's read another question. Keep on crocking in the free world. Yeah. Keep on crocking in the free world. <laughs> okay, this one's a little longer, and I think it's maybe like a little heavier, maybe, but I think we got a little time for this and it'll be good. All right, what we got? Hi, Audrey and Dono. What's and up? And guest? Two question marks. Guest confirmed. Confirmed. Guest confirmed. Yes. Hope all of your holiday times have been as good, or at least not as not too bad as can be. I am a There's woman a in my mid thirties who started my transition a few years ago. Maybe Audrey can relate. Let me stop you right there. I am also a woman in my mid thirties who started transition a few years ago. So absolutely, I can relate. I'm I'm right there with you. Um. Anyways. Things have been going pretty great lately, and I have really enjoyed coming into myself and discovering who I am more fully. Part of this includes opening up to my own sexuality. For most of my life, I was asexual and sex-averse, mostly owing to a detachment from sexuality that I didn't realize was based in dysphoria, plus an extra helping of prudish religious repression. Am I right, folks? These days, I have begun opening a lot, opening up a lot more in these areas. Not only can I acknowledge myself as a lesbian now that I'm feeling excitement and attraction more, but sometimes I even feel myself having desires with with tildes on either end of it. So that's why I tilde desires (laughs) (laughs) to be intimate with people I'm close with and flirty with, which was unheard of for me in the past. When it's mutual, a good number of those friends have even come to visit me so we can have fun together, starting with the woman I was dating for six months last year. We split, but are still friends. Since then, I've even managed to dip my toes very shallowly into getting a local hookup who is lovely. Um, Yeah, getting a local hookup who is lovely. It's been wonderful having new experiences with new people and even helps me figure myself out better and discover where I stand on sex and kink things. But there's one big thing that actually makes me nervous about seeking out others. I usually don't want to have uh, actual sex in um, asterisks, uh, whether whether penetration or genital contact generally, because that's something I'm still figuring out about myself and I'm in the process of feeling out my comfort zone with. So that leads to my question. How does one do hookups without wanting sex? How do I tell potential partners that I want to do intimate and kinky stuff with them, but probably won't want to fuck or suck? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any advice for finding people that might be in a similar boat? Sometimes a girl just needs to be held and or get bitten without without making her closest friends take a vacation to fly out hundreds of miles to do it. Thanks so much for your answers and for the pod. Sign with love, a little dove. Oh, we got a rhyme at the end. Hell yeah. Oh, man. We love that shit. On fire with this writing, listener. Off off the top, this isn't a crazy thing to want. There's plenty of people who are in uh, like a similar boat to this. Uh, I probably particularly trans people. Like if you are kind of getting comfortable with your relationship to sexuality in a new gender and also like discovering sexuality at the same time like this, you know, I'm not saying it's the most common thing in the world. Like it, it, it is a little bit of a task to find the people around the same wavelength. But just at the top, like you're not, you're not weird. You're not like the only person who no. feels like this. There's right. other people you you can find, and it is simple, as simple as an easier said than done kind of thing. But it's as simple as expressing what you just did here yep. of being like, here's where I'm at with my sexuality. Here's the things that I want to do. And a lot of people are going to be like, that's, you know, that's not for me. I want to do the the more sexual stuff and that's okay. And, it, you know, it's a 
downer to kind of find out that that things aren't compatible well you just kind of keep shooting shots and my advice would be to like seek spaces or particular dating apps that are more accommodating or are going to have more people who've got a situation like yours who are going to be understanding of this absolutely mm -hmm. i think this person seems super charming like you said the the writing of the question yeah. top notch you're obviously very charming and very fun and are able to express your wants, even though obviously this is a bit more of an anonymous format, like Donovan said, easier said than done. But like, I think just say yes to all those great things about you and just lead wow. with that. And that's going to be, that's going to attract, you know, oh, wow, you, this was, you were really frank and you were very open. Yeah, sure. I'll come over and bite you and that's it. If that's what you want, <laughs> you know, and then you're off to the, you're off to the races. I super dig the concept of saying yes to the things that are good about yourself. That's fucking cool. Yeah, that, that rocks. Extremely good turn of phrase and, and concept there. Because that's, that's backing yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there is a charm just to being, even if it's something like you're describing where you're like, oh, I don't know if everybody's going to be into this. To be able to just own that and be like, <clears throat> this is where I am. I'm a cool person. It'd be cool if you were into this too. And it's it's fine if not, like... That's the energy you want to bring to, to mm -hmm. dating generally. I think also like the fact that you are trying to figure this stuff out. Like to me, I'm kind of going back through this. You're still, you're still trying to figure yourself out better and discover where you stand on sex and kink things. Like I think the right person, potentially somebody who like respects this boundary off the bat, somebody you can feel comfortable with. I think if you find that person, there is the opportunity to like push that a little bit to explore some of the other stuff. If you, you know, you, you know, you found somebody who is safe and you're comfortable with and respectful of these boundaries. That's like the ideal kind of person to try to get out of your shell, try to work through things with. Yeah. So I would like mention that aspect too of just, the, you know, this isn't a forever limit necessarily, but I'm in a place where I'm trying to figure stuff out. Because uh, plenty of people are, like, open to that. Like, I, I find it uh, attractive and, like, a fun thing to introduce people to new stuff where they're not at where I'm at, but are kind of open to that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like that, that level of trust and intimacy that comes with we're feeling this thing out. That's like a really fulfilling thing for me to be on on the other side. And I've been like on this side of it in some ways. Uh, and I, 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 th I said like uncommon before. I don't think it'll be as uncommon to find to find people who are open to like kind of exploring stuff right. with you, but taking it slow. Yeah, I think uh, the fact that uh, you describe yourself as a lesbian will be helpful in this regard, because I think uh, maybe a lot of cis guys maybe not as good at uh, being true. open to that kind of thing. So I think you're going to have a little more uh, success dating dating women in that regard. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's good news. <laughs> and I think you're going to find that. Uh, if you you meet the right person, you get talking about this stuff, and then you discover little tools and tricks 
uh, to figure out uh, where your boundaries are. Uh, a boundary or a tool that I would like to bring to your attention is something we talk about on the show with some regularity. It's called the want, will, won't list. You write down a list of the things that you want to do in a kinky sexual context, the things that you will do in a kinky sexual context, and the things that you will not do in a kinky sexual context. Your uh, person that you're going to get kinky and sexual with does the same, and then you compare notes and go, what do you want to do first? Yeah. It's great <laughs> shit. Um, so I think that if you can, like, you write down biting, cuddling, kissing, stroke my hair, you know, like get real granular and specific about things, and you will craft an evening of intimacy that will really uh, do it for you. And I think that uh, you can absolutely find somebody closer than 500 miles away. Uh, but then again, uh, you are a trans femme on the Internet. So dating somebody very far away from you is a thing that we just do. So, <laughs> used to that. I mentioned, too, just like spaces and potentially like apps that are more catered to that wheelhouse. Like I, I would try to find other queer and trans folks around you. Yeah. Her this is like our, is cute for that. This is like our standard kind of meeting people advice recently, but you know, find the kind of community that's got people that share an interest with you or like a similar life perspective. Uh, I think in those spaces, you're going to be more likely to find somebody who's going to be open-minded towards this. Yeah. And then, yeah, like field has its issues like all dating apps do. But that's one that gets more into the nitty gritty of people looking for like specific kink stuff. There's more kind of gender identity options and stuff on there. I've, I've found that to be, uh, you know, a, a decent one for finding kind of more specific stuff where people are leading with that as opposed to like a, a Tinder or like a Hinge or something. So I think that's an option for you too. Um, but 100%, uh, just reiterating, Totally normal thing to want here. Totally normal to need to like take it slow and figure this stuff out. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you realize you are asexual or somewhere on that spectrum and you don't want to go beyond that. But like there's lots of people out there who are like that too. There, yeah. there are people who are in a similar boat who would love where you're at. It's just right. the work of trying to find those people. Nothing you expressed is like weird. You know what 100%. I mean? Like you're not a weirdo for any of the things that you express there. So um, you're going to find somebody and they're going to be closer than 500 miles and you're going to have lovely evenings of intimacy. Some of the best nights that I've ever had in that context, nary uh, a, a, a genital was touched. You know what I mean? <laughs> So you nary can have, a genital, nary a genital, <laughs> not genital one. <laughs> nary a genital by Sarah Rule. That sounds like a, a one act play compendium That's funny. from 1997. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. What do we got on time? Let's see. I probably I probably could have like scoped out the next one while we paused for a second. That would have been good. Clap in again. Been good. That would have been a good podcast technique. Fuck, we just got a bunch of super long ones recently. Pausecast. More like pausecast. Am I right? We do this one. I'll edit this out, Donovan. Don't worry. This is the gold. Are you kidding me? Whenever I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, oh, they left it in. 
Fuck like yeah, give me that dead air. Behind the scenes. That pre-roll. That banter. Uh, did you mention one? Didn't you mention one at the beginning where I was like, fuck, I was meaning to get to that? Or did we do that one? You remember what oh, we're talking about? Um, yeah, I think I know the one that you're talking about. I'm gonna see if I can find it. There's a bunch way in the I'm earlier pages. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Craig, we used to like struggle to get enough questions each week, and now we have like ten pages of backlog questions, and I keep it's feast or famine, baby. Yeah, high quality problem. Oh, it was real (coughs) early on. It was highlighted in problem. Yellow. Here we go. This is perfect. Uh, The three eighteen twenty three. Find that one. All right. Here's another one. I think this. We're going into the backlog a bit. We had an episode. Fuck. That was like early last year yeah. where we were like, what if uh, everybody wrote the listeners wrote in embarrassing dating stories? Cause that's what we ask guests. This was one that we missed and that I have meant to go back to for 10 months now. So we're going to, it's a short one. We're going to read it real quick. I smoked too much hookah on a first date and passed <laughs> out when I got up to go to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> Is this written by me <laughs> when I was 18? <laughs> did you, Craig, did you have that too? Because in my, I like was in Cincinnati for the second half of high school. There's nowhere to fucking go, but this hookah bar that would let people in underage. So I went to so many hookah bar dates and I never knew if that was like a specific thing. Oh, my freshman year of college in New York City, hookah was the jam. Yeah. It was so cool to go to a hookah bar. And get a massive headache because yeah. you're yeah. sucking on a communal string on 11th and 6th for some reason. So yes, the answer is yes. Yeah, I uh, I fucked with hookah back in in my DJ days, and I was a big drinker at the time. But I uh, was never much of a tobacco smoker for at least the early parts of this, and so I kind of eschewed hookah. And then I started smoking cigarettes, and I was like, oh, it's just tobacco. What could be the big deal? And so I started smoking hookah while I'm wasted and then fucking get the worst spins I've ever had in my life. Yeah, that's that drunk oxygen deprivation spin. Yeah, (laughs) it was like worse than doing whippets when I was here. It was crazy. It was not cool. It was not cool. Where are the whippet bars? That should be right next door. We should have whippet bars. There should be a nitrous bar. You go and you put a mask on and you just get real giggly. It sounds great. It's yeah. called the dentist's office. It's called the dentist. <laughs> hey, quit yeah. brushing your teeth. You can go to the nitrous bar. Yeah, that's the secret they don't tell you. You get as many cavities as you can and then you get to go to the secret speakeasy. My fucking dentist here doesn't have nitrous and it's so bogus because that's the only thing that makes like that's like going to a dry wedding. Just leave your gift on the table and walk out. Go fuck yourself. It's such a bummer. It's like a basic ass gas too. That's not like an expensive thing. Uh, I gotta find a new dentist here. He's I'm not gonna bl- I'm not gonna put him on blast in case I have to go back in for a cleaning and they like jab me in the eye with the toothpick or something because they listen to the podcast. You but should I, you know who you are. Get fucking when, nitrous. Come on. When you're scoping out your next dentist, you should definitely be like, hey, just real quick, do you guys you guys <laughs> lead yeah, with the, that? Uh, what's the nitrous situation? <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all know what whippets are? I'm looking for a place that's got yeah. that's got a lot of them. You I'm looking for some unleaded, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know what I'm, I'm hoping saying. to find an Arco, if you know what I'm saying. I want that gas. I, I walked into a vape store that was attached to the liquor store, 
but they had like like hookah supplies and shit and it, it seemed a little head choppy right like they had yeah. pipes and whatever so i walked in and i had to try to explain nitrous to a 90 year old iraqi dude <laughs> i was like he was like is he you know he's related to the family or whatever he's working the counter and i'm like hey so do you have a whipped cream chargers and he's like what, what are you talking about and i'm like you know like whipped cream char- like you put him in the thing and you blow the balloon up and he's like completely just glazed, <laughs> like has no fucking clue what I'm talking about. He's so I'm like, trying to explain that. And they didn't insane. end up having him because <laughs> oh. it's an insane thing to ask for. <laughs> oh, what a time to be alive. Okay. I just had, I had to get that one in there. Uh, let's get one. Let's get one more fucking, let's get one more. Let's get a real, I got another question in here. I'm trying to find, and I got all of the recent ones are essays, and I need to get to those also. But uh, how okay, here's, here's a cute, hookah. here's a cute one. Oh, what'd you say? Now I'm thinking about hookah. It's good. I told I told my friend to get one for his New Year's party, and he was opposed. I feel like it's fallen out of vogue, and like I quit smoking. I shouldn't be doing it, but I've smoked one of those in like ten years. It's so it's festive. Cute. It is. It's a, a cute special occasion, you know. Yeah. Can you imagine the technology they must have now? They're fucking Bluetooth, wireless on a drone. You call Siri, you just say the hookah's name and it flies over right into your mouth with facial targeting. It must be crazy, the, the hookah technology. Leaps and bounds. Northrop Grumman's making hookahs. This got to be the out. disarmament plan for this country as we get weapons. We make hookahs back in vogue, and then we get weapons manufacturers yes. to make yeah. high tech. Yeah. Cloud get, Bo- tech. get Boeing back on. Yeah, that's the cloud. That's the cloud computing I want. <laughs> uh, here. Okay, this is a shorter one. It is it requires a little more discussion. 12 2023 This could be a good one. To okay, go let's see. Twelve. Craig, how are you at on time? Uh, I, I cannot wait to see what this person needed on 12 one Hell yeah. Uh, it starts, just wrote in about when to call it yeah, quits. Okay. Here we go. Just wrote in about when to call it quits. Forgot an important detail. I don't feel like my sexual needs are quite getting met. I'm really kinky. She is only into very mild stuff, not open to trying much, and is a sub. The issue is that I am a major sub, and while I can play Dom, it's really not my cup of tea. She tried doming and hated it. I am checking to see if there was like a lead-in question, but I don't I don't remember this one getting. But this is like a very specific question that I don't know if we're, we've addressed. So apologies if we like li- answered the first part or if I deleted it by accident or something. But the crux of this is you've got different sexual needs than your partner. You mm-hmm. both like plan uh, the the sub role in this, yeah. And you, you're very kinky. Your partner is not particularly, and their orientation that way is like the same as you. So they don't yeah. want to do the stuff generally that you want to do, and also even if they the little bit they do, they want you to play the role that you don't like. Can I tell you how much I relate to this? Because for the longest time, I was ostensibly a guy who was six feet tall and had long hair. So everyone was like, oh, you're a dom. (laughs) And turns out I'm A, a woman, and B, a big fucking sub. So like, you, like, there's a certain degree to which my sexual orientation is towards getting you off. I'm interested in doing what gets you where you want to be. So if you want to be domed, 
ah, fuck, I'll try it. I'll see what I can do. I'll make you call me ma'am. Whatever. <laughs> it's about as wild as it gets with me. Um, and would you, would you end something over this? Yeah. Now I would. Now that I have this level of like understanding of myself and what I need in a sexual context, I absolutely would end something over this. The other option is knowing that you're going to deprive yourself of something you need. So yeah, that like that 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 the other option is no option. That's not okay. Like there's going to be resentment that follows from that. There's going to be bad feelings that follow from that. No matter what, right? Yeah, it it sucks. I mean, this is almost this is has parallels to the uh, the living situation, the cohabitation question, question, yes, and having kids. Like there there can be this view with relationships that like sexuality is just kind of oh, it's like it's too it's too selfish. Oh, they don't want to do the sex thing. That's not like a reason to end the relationship. But if that's an important thing to you. And like that is an important component of a lot of romantic then relationships. That's, that's not being selfish. That's just having a need. It's being a person. A hundred percent. But it is just, it's difficult. It's difficult to have that conversation where you say like things are, you know, working in these other areas, but we're not matched up here. And that's too much for me. Yeah. And it, it's also one of those things where like, you know, you want to be able to offer, oh, we can try to work through it in some way or another but it it sounds like you're kind of trying to do that and it's not working. She tried to dom you and in all caps hated it. I think this is enough of a reason with this one just to end it with somebody. And that yeah. sucks. There's no way around it. But it, as, as Craig is pointing out, it is it is better than the alternative, which is to stick it out and build resentment and unfulfillment. And you're coming yeah. to the same place that you'd be ending it now. It's just going to be uglier. Just later, uglier, more upset, less time for both of you to get what you want, right? A hundred percent. So if if it's an important enough aspect of your sexuality that your kink needs be fulfilled, you got to get what you need. And if you can't get what you need with this person, maybe you get it with somebody else, which doesn't necessarily mean that you break it off with this person also. There is that's that's an important thing to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. You could open the situation to in a non-monogamous context and get the kind of sexual fulfillment that you need um, elsewhere. But that's its own fucking can of worms. And, uh, you know, some people are just not, you know, some people are monogamous by orientation and cannot move the needle on that, too. So and that's that's these case, people obviously have had okay conversations too. that are open and they're also willing to each flex out of their normal role. So That's maybe true. this would, I mean, this, this sounds like at least fertile ground for that conversation. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to succeed. Right. We don't know what their proclivities are, but you, you should definitely, if, if you want to be with this person, but are acknowledging that the need is not being met, I think Audrey is exactly right. Like, is there another option? Is there a way for yeah. the need to be fulfilled? You know? Yeah. You're real into oh. third way. Yeah. Wait, third way? You know way? what I'm talking about? So there's... Capitalism oh, and communism, fucking, oh, and then third the way secret other thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That was the joke I was <laughs> making, but nobody, nobody bit. So <laughs> here we are. Sorry. <laughs> 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 All 
I was like Dom sub, and then there's like another. I know. Thing. I was like, I'm way too square to know what that one is. <laughs> no so, amount of internet searches has revealed that to me thus far. So dub. I'm gonna stay out of this. <laughs> dub. Subs yeah, that's, that, dub. That's the voice actor's kink. Is the dub. <laughs> well, see, that's I when have... you. Yeah, you misunderstand your partner because they're speaking to you in a different language, but you square it out anyway at a very low rate of pay. That's called being a dub. <laughs> and you well, do so it very got... sweaty in a small box. <laughs> this is kind of making sense, actually. <laughs> it's all falling into place, really. <laughs> well, so you got, you, you got a hard conversation to have here, basically, and I think it's it's very similar to what we said to the cohabitation person. Take the time to think through and be able to articulate what your specific needs are, what are some potential workarounds that you can do, and see if they can do that with you. And if they can't, that might be the end of it. But right. the best you can do is go in prepared and clear on what your needs and feelings are. And we wish you the best doing that. Because again, it, it it's easier said than done. It's such a yes. it's a hard conversation to have. It really sucks. And we I will tell you from experience, you will not get into doming. That's you can't not. Really a, I don't that. think if you are a sub by orientation, I do not think that's something you will grow to not enjoy. Not an acquired taste. I don't think so. Not in my <laughs> yeah. experience, anyway. Not liverwurst. It's not like oh, this isn't no. so bad. It's you not Braunschweiger. This no. is fine. Yeah. Not Braunschweiger. It's not Geta. Geta's actually an instant favorite. Geta's fucking great. David Geta. He's an acquired taste. <laughs> <You know. laughs> he had a couple some, good ones back in the day. This is yeah. some niche Cincinnati. I'm more of an Armin Van Buren kind of guy myself, you know. <laughs> Shout out to his family. Was that David Kettle? The, the George yeah, it was. Shout, Shout out to 9 11. Shout out to his family. Just, yeah. It was after um, uh, the tragedy of uh, George Floyd's passing, uh, David Guetta was doing a DJ set and said, Shout out to George Floyd's family. And then he mixed in MLK speeches yeah. with like David Guetta music. Mm -hmm. It is one. He's on like a rooftop. <sighs> you need yeah. to, Craig. If you haven't During seen this, during COVID, oh, I, I think this came across my feed today, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I was reminded of oh boy, good it's try, gnarly. Man. It's a gnarly thing to watch. Yeah, like, David, David. I understand your heart's and maybe in the right place, but the tone, <laughs> my just, guy, the tone. You, you are not the person. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's like just the, that's the evergreen onion headline of just like white guy means well and just <laughs> fucks it so hard. Fucking a. We I think for the oh oh sorry shit. I just want to say I think for for the for the for the question asker too I think you know obviously we want this to work but like I think an important thing to keep in mind in this kind of situation is like if it doesn't it's not an it's not an L it's not your fault right. you didn't mess up you got ahead of something. This was going to be worse yeah. later. So as much as it's cold comfort, if this doesn't work out, just know like you've saved, you've saved you and your partner who you obviously care a lot about pain. You haven't, you haven't dished out more pain. You've saved yourself pain. Maybe can make you feel a little that. better if it doesn't work out. I like that a lot. You're, you're doing the, I mean, ultimately the hard work to do the right thing in this situation. And either thing is going to be difficult, mm -hmm. but it is morally better to be honest and try to work through the thing or at least elaborate Always. where you're at and have that clear conversation rather than avoid it until it comes to a head. And then you're both hurt more than you will be from having this conversation and saying, look, we're just not compatible. So yeah, 
that is a hard lesson that I have learned in my almost, you know, my more than a decade of being in a, in a committed relationship is just, just yeah. fucking talk for the love of God. I myself have my own puritanical, weird Pennsylvania, don't ever talk about anything bullshit that I've been working through and like, man, just talk. Just talk, 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 talk. Yeah. It's so much And having better. needs is not a weakness. It does not make you more lovable to have no needs. I love that. Damn. We're getting, some, we're getting some good thoughts on this episode. We love it. Yay. We're thinking into 2021. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> thinking and scurrying and lifting <laughs> and cheating. I can't remember the other ones. <laughs> All the gerunds. All the ings. <laughs> We're going to give Craig a round of applause for joining us Woo! and for yes, ending my uh, dog shit jokes that I love to drive into the ground. I think you've been the most receptive to them of any guests, and I salute you for this. I <laughs> love a dog. Are you first. kidding me? I love a dog shit joke. Talk about the relationships that have ended because of that trait. <laughs> that need that I was Same. not shy about expressing. Yeah. <laughs> I need to make the same joke a hundred times and oh, you're getting upset. Yeah. It makes it funnier. And I know that that's terrible and I shouldn't do it, but it's just, ah, oh, to make like this a fine joke, line. It's just, <laughs> it <is so> well. <laughs> uh, well, Craig, where can people find you? Do you have anything you want to plug? What you got? I mean, yeah, you could find me on various social media platforms owned by various horrible white men at It's Me, Craig Lee. Um, um, and yeah, if you're if you're interested in voiceover, um, I would love I would love to see in class. In addition to being a voice actor, that's the other thing that I do is I teach. Um, so you can uh, you could just search me, and uh, I teach at the studio that uh, a dear friend of mine runs called Real Voice LA here in Los Angeles. We run tons of classes online. And um, yeah, so anywhere in the world, any type of VO, there's lots of good resources out there. And it's a very safe, um, very safe, supportive community. So it's a great artistic outlet. Um, and all you need is a computer. You don't need fancy equipment. You don't need to live anywhere particular to get started. So it's a nice, a nice creative outlet in these trying times. Big recommendation for me too. I've, I've done some classes with y'all. It is excellent. If you're out there and you have any interest in this stuff, could, could not recommend you more. Thank you. So definitely. Definitely check that out. All right. We also got to thank you, the listener. We got to thank the patrons. You heard Squirrel Dono chattering about this earlier. Five bucks a month. You get a bonus episode each week. Access to Discord. We mail you a sticker. But for $10 a month, you get all of that. And we shout your name out in lights at the end of each main episode. Audrey, who are we shouting out first this week? We begin as we do. With Anemone. And we follow that up with... Wait, hold on. It's not... I don't have it sorted. I was trying to vamp. I know Anemone's first. Unless I Anemone thought... isn't first anymore. <laughs> but I couldn't tell you. I don't know. <laughs> We're really good at this. We're really so good at this. Sort I by. I can't even be self-deprecating. Patreon just... It's a bad interface. And there yeah, should, should be a way... Sucks to so feel better. Anemone is first. We're following that up with Anthony Limburg. Is it is it the ten? It's not sorted by name though. You gotta sort by name. How Filter do you sort by name and anymore? Ten and then click name. Click name. Click. Click, click name. name. How is it not? It's. I swear to God, it's not on here anymore. Don't mean to do new, new in twenty twenty four. No more sorting <laughs> on Patreon. <laughs> they roll out update. And it literally is like that. They roll out an update and everything is confusing and worse. Okay. No, I got it. I think I got it. I got it. I think I got it. 
think I got it. And it is a new person next. Up next is Ashley. <laughs> Welcome to the Toad Brigade. Yeah. We salute you. We we fight against Patreon's options. We do it for you so we can shout you out. We follow Ashley up with our beloved Day One Barb. I need to let y'all know that Brian Alflord is good, actually. We shout out Brian Alflord is good, actually. We're shouting out my own dad. We're going to shout out <laughs> Duck Duncan. We're shouting out our good friend Dylan. Listen to the holiday episode. He is very funny. We're going to shout out Gigi. We're shouting out Inflatable Dream. We're going to shout out K Friggin' Money. We're shouting out Laser McGraw Lang Sign. No Happy new one. New taking, the, taking the week off, I see. It's <laughs> Up next is Mal Criata. We're shout shouting out, out MC Proletor Riot. We're going to shout out ooh, Cellar Door. It's Mickey Flykick. We're shouting out Pablo Hummus. We're shouting out da, na, 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 Rico Suave. Nice. Ooh, oh, yes. <laughs> We're shouting out Riley. From episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, we're going to shout out our good friend Ryan Rich, homie Click Clack. We're shouting out Spreadable Fruit. We're shouting out Super Deformed. Bleep Loop, we're shouting out Synth Mage. We're going to shout out the Worst of All Possible Worlds podcast. Give him a listen. We're shouting out Tufted Tit Mouse. We're going to shout out Wendy because everyone knows it's Wendy. <laughs> Last but not least, Tweet Tweet, we're shouting out Ren. Thank you all for subscribing at the $10 level. You truly are the wind, the wind beneath, beneath our, wings. our wings. We're going to land together one of these times. That you're my Wait, is that the same song? You are the wind oh my God, my I'm dumb. Yeah. Can we do that? Fly, fly. Away. <laughs> <laughs> I got to learn a whole song. We could be doing a ton with this as soon as we <laughs> learn to sync up saying it at the same time. You truly That'll are. That'll be easy to do. The candle in the wind. Nice. <laughs> you truly are Jack and Diane. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, I did the music. The intro theme uh, is Horn Filters, the love theme from RFTB. You can find it in more songs like it at soundcloud.com slash RFTB. And the outro is some shit I haven't written yet. Enjoy whatever comes out of my brain. Fuck. Also, come to the live show January 20th, yes. Chicago, The Hideouts, 5 oh p.m. doors. Uh, ticket link in the description. I uh, love you. Thanks, bye.